Yeah, it was cracking. Yeah, very good. Very enjoyable. Falcons won. Can't complain, can you? Um, yeah, it's very good. Uh, thought it might be a good win for the Falcons, but it's c- close to the end. But very good game, I think. Yeah, it was a slow first half, but picked up in the second half, and it was quite interesting right at the end there. But yeah, they just couldn't quite put it off. I didn't really care either way, but it was good. Not bad. Tottenham's pretty nice. I've been to Twickenham before, so I definitely like this stadium, though. I don't know. I didn't really expect much from two teams that were one and three, but oh, not bad. Yeah, it was decent, wasn't it? It was a good game. Uh, back and forth. The Jets, to be fair, awful. Awful the first half. But they came back into it. Not a Jets fan. Um, but it gave the fans what they wanted. You know, we had, we had plays, we had catches. Red runs, interceptions, Zach Wilson, Matt Ryan, what can you ask for more? Great game, we won. <laughs> we did have some uh, some problems, but in the end we won, and that's that's all that counts. When it was 23 at half time, were the nerves a little bit jangly? Well, I was thinking about the last games when in the second half the Falcons haven't been doing that great, so yeah. But And this study didn't start that well, but at the end we pulled it off. Actually, quite a good affair. It could have been an absolute blowout. I thought a 17-0 down, that could have been horrible. But second half started well for the Jets. Nice run back. And then that turned into quite a good finish. Thought there might be a little Wilson, you know, drive to win it, come back. But uh, sadly, didn't, didn't come didn't come through. But good game, great experience. Oh, I loved it. Loved it. Yeah, similar. Thought at one point it was just going to be a, an absolute walkover. But... Uh, Saints half was uh, was good. So it was uh, there was a bit of hope in there. I think if you look at the stats, it didn't deserve to be as close as it was for so long. But uh, yeah, it was it was good. And then uh, you know the the Hail Mary onside kick at the end was always nice to see. You know, and it didn't come off. But hey, what you do? But yeah, good game, man. Good game. That was fantastic. I was at the last one a few years ago versus Detroit at Wembley Stadium, and we lost that one on that uh, field goal that we had to redo. So this is redemption. It was fantastic. Have you traveled for this game? Yeah, sure did. From really? So you, uh, yeah, from Atlanta. So, uh, season ticket holder and didn't want to miss it, and uh, we look good today. So, you've been to Wembley, you've come here to Tottenham. What do you make of this stadium? Um, this one's uh, an exceptional stadium. I mean, it's really, really nice. Um, but Wembley was nice as well. You know, all nice facilities, and everyone's very friendly, really helpful. How do you feel about your team for this season? Not good. <laughs> so, this wind uh, means a lot, but. Uh, I think it's another rebuilding season for Atlanta. Thoughts of the fans there. This is a special transatlantic sports show. Ah, oh, isn't it great to have it back? The NFL back in London. And we retreated to a pretty decent game in the end. Atlanta Falcons 27, New York Jets 20. The Jets fought back in that second half, made a game of it. They were 23 down at halftime. You thought, well, here we go. Could this be another Falcons bottle? But no. The, uh, they held on in the end, and the Jets just missed out. They got the field goal with just seconds left at the end of the game. They tried the onside kick. Ultimately, it didn't come off, and the Falcons took this one 27-20. They head off into their bye now with a 2-3 and three record in this Week 5 game. We heard from you guys, the fans there, your reactions to this first London game. We've got another one to come. We're going to look ahead to that game a little bit later on, but 
Thank you so much for listening, by the way, to the Transatlantic Sports Show. We are at T-A-S-S underscore UK. I'm also Anthony Woolton at A-R Woolton W-O-O-T-T-O-N on Twitter. We've got plenty of video content out there. By the way, if you are one of my NFL Prem Sports Plays subscriber, congratulations. We backed the winner on this one. I couldn't believe Daryl Patterson, the over-under on his receiving yards was set at 41.5. What a game he had. He was always going to have a game. Baller on this one. It was a rookie tight end, Carl Pitts, who came away as the man of the match. We witnessed history here. His first ever professional touchdown scored at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But the ultimate winner here, and this is going to sound cheesy, I know, but really it is football, having the NFL back. You can hear in the background the crowd has dispersed. There are a few fans. The cheerleaders are in the middle of the field. We've got a few Falcons fans cheering on the opposite side behind the Falcons bench. They're throwing up some of the team towels to fans stood above the banner where it says Atlanta Falcons being sent home with a memorable souvenir. They've seen their team win here in London and it all started so well. There's a bit of drizzle at the start of the day but that cleared and what an opening by the way. The American National Anthem sung at the top of the south stand. I'm looking up to it now. It's a big stand to the right as you were watching it on the TV. The cockerel and there she was singing the anthem way up there. I'm looking up right now. The glow of the sun just kissing the golden statue looking majestic high up in the London sky and suddenly we had jets fly over and fireworks go off above this magnificent stadium. Football's back and hopefully there's not going to be another pandemic on the way to stop us from having more in the years to come. So many fans are excited. I'm excited to have it back. We're treated to an exciting game and around the stadium, many of you were telling me just how delighted you were to have the NFL back. I actually, uh, I really love it. I love coming down here and uh, 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 getting a little taste of what it's like to be in America or to see what it's like or to see what games are like. Um, but yeah, man, I love it. I really love it. COVID has killed us a little bit, but uh, yeah, man, it's been really good. It's been really good. What makes it so special for you? It, like I said, going to football games isn't quite there, as in English football games, this isn't quite the same as, uh, you know, you only get to see this on TV. Um, so when it, you know, it, when it does get to come over here, you know, it's nice to go and see some some sports that we don't necessarily get to see all the time. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, it's just it's a good experience, good day, good to go down and do a couple of the the the, um, uh, the bits in the in the fan zone. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a good day out. Uh, yeah, brilliant. Um, for me, I enjoyed coming to the stadium. Came when the last two games were here. Um, I'm an Arsenal fan, so it's maybe not my uh, my favourite place but you've got to appreciate a good stadium when you go there um, good to spend time with mates catch up with mates that haven't seen for a while where we've been you know locked down during Covid um, yeah just great experience great atmosphere and like Ellis said just something different we don't always have here so they've taken all the answers now I mean I think for me I've been to quite a few of the games and after the break it's nice to be able to come back you know as mate they said there it's great you know seeing people haven't seen for a while great stadium and yeah, just seeing all the all 32 teams all mixing, you know, amongst each other. No issues with the fans. Yeah, it's a good day out. Very important. Yeah, um, we come every year. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> we love it. No matter who's playing, it's 
brilliant, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been a Giants fan since 1984. It's the best sport in the world. What does it mean to you to have it? But you know, obviously, it wasn't here last year because of the pandemic. Oh, yeah, but to yeah, make yeah, sure, yeah. you know, to have it back. It. We missed it. Of course, we did. Yeah, yeah. Because we only get it's usually four games. Now it's two. But I think it'll go back to four, and then probably more. The, 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 the teams that are losing their own game, though. If I were in America, I wouldn't like that. You know, I wouldn't like it because you only play eight, don't you? So back to seven, no, no. Uh, but it's now there's 17 games, it's not a, probably not as bad. Well, it's massive, you know, it's huge over here. Look at everyone around, it's great. What makes it so special to you? Oh, it's something different, isn't it? We're so used to football over here. It's nice to have a different sport come over and bring in a different group of people. How about you? Oh, I just love to be out here and enjoying the atmosphere and the game, see it live and everything like that, especially as a Falcons fan. It's good to see my you know, team lose, so it'll be good. <laughs> and you? Yeah, it's been four years since I've been, so this is huge. Like, just seeing the atmosphere today, seeing so many different jerseys, this is just fantastic for the UK. Long may it continue. I'm delighted, you're delighted, we can all agree. It's great to have the NFL back in London. We're guaranteed at least two games a year between now and 2028. Who knows, if the Jags can sort out their deal with Wembley, we'll get some more. We could have games in Germany as soon as 2022. More of that to come. But right now, let's hear from some friends of the show and some friends in the NFL broadcasting world. They're the guys from the Irish NFL show. I had a kickoff. I had the pleasure of speaking to a couple of them. They were sat behind me. It was Connor and Michael. And here's what we had to say just before kickoff. How's it going, Andy? Thanks very much for having us on your podcast and for everybody listening the day after yesterday. I hope you enjoyed the game yesterday as well. Colin, how are you doing? Very well. Delighted to be back in London for the NFL games. It's been obviously the enforced absence, but I think that's just led to a greater buzz. I mean, from 8 o'clock this morning, you could feel it begin to build. And now we're like, what, about a, still about an hour and a half from kickoff, and already the stadium is more than three quarters full. And like that buzz, seeing like the players warming up, it makes it all so real. Also real. And we were just talking about how shocking it is that Zach Wilson is actually a pretty big human being. We've seen him warming up there about maybe 45 minutes ago, and he was doing stretches, and I was like, that's not Zach Wilson. Like, that's, this guy, like, he's, I'm not saying he's a beast, but, like, he's considerably larger than I thought he was. Like, everyone thinks he's like a child, but no, he's the size of, as we say in Ireland, He's a big boy, hi. I got there. <laughs> he certainly is. I mean, he's still got the facial looks of a 12-year-old, but the body of a, a pro athlete, the body of a you know second overall draft pick. Yeah, well, look, smiling assassin, and I think you've seen him kind of take steps every week. Rookie QBs make mistakes. You expect that. But equally, he's he's shown something in every game. He's flashed. And obviously, that uh, touchdown pass last week, Corey Davis, where, like, like playing football in the backyard, he, point, he tells him where to go. I mean, look, I think he's going to be a special quarterback. Hopefully, the Jets, for their sakes, have reset with a new head coach, new culture, a new QB. It'll be fun to see the Jets actually be competitive I mean that doesn't mean they have to go on and win it but like just to be competent and competitive that'll be a change for the Jets after a number of years where they struggle so badly so you guys look the Irish NFL show you've seen to have gone from strength to strength you get some great guests on and before the show sorry before the game this weekend you had your show from the rooftop literally just beyond behind the wall if you're looking at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium when you're watching on the TV the stand to your left the other side of that stand, you, you did a show from 
a rooftop. So you guys have been out at early doors, but you know, it's a it's a show and a podcast that's going from strength to strength. It's it's really been worth it, and it's it's not just the support from people in Ireland and people in the UK and Europe and the States and, and far beyond as well. It's been great fun, great crack as we said, but yeah, it was it was great to have a show this week and we're gonna do one next week as well and um, just can't thank people enough for listening, watching or even tweeting, whether it's good or bad after a pick for a game, but it's just great fun. Just can't, keep, just can't wait to keep it going, man, to be honest. It's been really good. Yeah, I mean, how did, you, how did it all begin for you, this love affair of the NFL? Because if I'm not mistaken, you're, you're Broncos fans, right? Yeah? <laughs> yeah, it goes back a long way for me, back to 1989. And on Irish television, they started showing NFL highlights after Serie A highlights. And there was this team that played in neon orange and they had a guy in number seven and he was here, there and everywhere. He was doing Patrick Mahomes things before Patrick Mahomes even existed. That was John Elway. That was the reason I fell in love with the Broncos. Watched them get the biggest ever beat down in the Super Bowl, 55-10. I think it'll, I don't know if it'll ever be beaten, but I, I've loved it ever since. And uh, obviously had some great moments, Elway getting the two uh, before he retired, the Peyton Manning era. Last few years have been much more of, of a struggle. But yeah, watching the league, uh, what, 30 odd years, Broncos, I, I think, are yet to cover a tight end in all my time watching uh, the NFL, though. You're a man of a similarity to me because I still have the T-shirt as a 49ers fan of that Super Bowl. I've got it in a box. I pulled it out for my, my son, who's 10 now. Still, it's a little bit too big for him. But, uh, yeah, I was a fan of the other team that Super Bowl. What, what fun memories that is. Who about you? You know, the Broncos. Where, where's this love affair of the NFL and all things Denver come from? Uh, late nights in university. Tim Tebow. Late nights in university. And I'll, I'll go as far as that. And then, obviously, I got lucky. Next quarterback up, Peyton Manning. But... Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change my choice. It's been a rough few years since, but it's been worth it. It's great. Denver's a great city. The people in Denver are great. The media is great in Denver, and uh, it's a great team to follow at the minute. And hopefully, our time will come again at some point in the next 30 years. It'd be nice, uh, even a London game. You know, you, well, I mean, you were marked down to have a London game here last year, weren't you, against the Falcons? Uh, you couldn't make it up. You got a text December 2019, Michael. Broncos coming to London, saying on him, like, right, how, first, how do I say no on Secondly, I can't get my hopes up, and then obviously there was a global pandemic, so it's a bit annoying, like, you see the Falcons coming here, and you're like, oh, that could have been us against them, but look, it's good crack all the same, and I'm sure they'll be back someday. It's hard to believe it's been 10 years since they last played, or like 11 years since the uh, 49ers against the Broncos in Wembley, but uh, when it's, it sort of sums up a game like this today, like, you know, with the Jets, the Falcons, it doesn't matter who's playing, Especially with that year's absence, it's worth it, you know, so it'll be worth it whenever it happens. Yeah, as you would have heard on this podcast, I was speaking to fans on the way into here, and just asking really the simple question, why is it so important to have the NFL back in London? And it's because of that, it's, it's been away for a year. And there's a real hunger, there's a, there's a real fan base. Obviously the NFL have locked onto it, but it's important both for the NFL and for the fans to have the games over here. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you can see like the way in which the game is growing around the world. And the fact that like when we talk to people on the Irish NFL show, everyone in America talks about coming over and seeing all the jerseys. And the fact that there's such support for all the franchises 
And it's not just here. I mean, we interact with fans from all around the world. And then I think that the league have really made that commitment to growing here, here in the UK, in Mexico, in Germany, and right around the world. But like, I think social media has allowed fans to kind of come together. So like, you know, the, there's a Broncos uh, fan group in Brazil who we would interact with a lot. And I mean, that's that's just for the Broncos. It's the same for all the teams. But I do think, yeah, you, you hope that it begins to grow. I think the games in Germany are going to be fantastic when they do happen. I'd say that's going to be incredible crack. I mean, it's been fun coming to the UK and that will continue, obviously. But it's great to see it continue to grow. And I wonder, bringing in Brett Gosper was an absolutely inspired move by the NFL. What he did for World Rugby, phenomenal. I wonder where we'll be in 10 years from now. Absolutely, that's the killer question. Look, guys, I'll see you back here next week, yeah? See you next week. See you next week. So Connor mentioned Brett Gosper there, the man now in charge of NFL Europe. We've heard him on the Transatlantic Sports Show. He's got a big week this week coming up with a short list of three cities being announced as the potential host for NFL Germany games from as early as next year. Could be 2023. We'll await for further details. Now, there are more Gridiron fans in Germany than there are here in the UK. So let's hear what they've got to say from the announcement because they are here in force as they always are when we've got the NFL games, not only in London, but also Europe. Very much excited though, yeah, because um, I'm from Düsseldorf and Düsseldorf, as far as I know, is one of the contestants and um, we pretty much hope that we are going to make it. And I think the city has everything to to actually host one of those games and um, an NFL fan for a very, very long time. We are really looking forward to this. Yeah. And you guys actually have more NFL fans than we do here in the UK, so you must be thinking about time too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, the plane was packed with NFL fans when we um, arrived yesterday morning and um, I think it will be easily 10,000, 15,000 Germans over here for this game. So um, I think we proved it more than enough that uh, Germany um, actually owns one of those games and has to get one of those games. Yeah. And what kind of atmosphere will German fans bring to NFL games? Well, you, you see it here already, yeah, because um, with 15,000 German fans over here, um, the atmosphere here is pretty much also done by the German fans already, so um, the Americans can expect exactly what you get here, yeah. I'm just very excited about the game to be in Germany, yeah. yeah. How about you? NFL coming to uh, to Germany almost as early as next year, 2023 perhaps. Yeah, well, uh, I'm excited as well. Not as excited he is, obviously, um, as I'm not so much into football. But I grew into it uh, through the past years, so I'm looking forward to it. Actually, I'm into soccer more, so we we uh, go to our local soccer team in Düsseldorf, and now we we see what football can bring. Are you all German? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Your thoughts on it? Um, I'm really looking forward to the game. I mean, um, this is for the two of us. It's uh, the first time probably ever we will um, attend a Jets um, Falcons game on site. Um, and we've been best friends for like 15 plus years. So uh, this was the game for us and uh, really looking forward to it. I used to live in Atlanta for a couple of years. So um, really looking forward also to the NFL coming to Germany possibly next year or year after. So compared to Atlanta, what will Germany bring to NFL games? I think um, to some extent uh, more excitement because it's, it's really an event, right? So um, in the US it's more like, uh, all right, we have this every other week. And uh, in Germany, if you have two, four games or something, it will be um, for many people, it will be something like once in a lifetime. So I think uh, it will be a good thing. 
How hungry are you for NFL games in Germany? Absolutely, we are we are so hungry, and uh, be sure we are prepared. If you if you for example if you choose Düsseldorf as as, as a location, we had the uh, European League of Football um, final. Uh, well, I think it was two weeks ago, and there were 25,000 people in attendance, and um, it was a pretty good event, and the, the the crowd was really amazed, and we are prepared for it, and we are absolutely hungry for it. And what does October mean for NFL in Germany? Well, that is the mistake of all the Americans, my friend, because uh, the Oktoberfest is a Bavarian thing, yeah, and um, Germany is not Bavaria, yeah, and I would just like to break that out. So, um, yes, you can find Oktoberfest um, in each and every of the cities, but they just do it for the tourists. So, I'm from Düsseldorf, um, we don't really care about Oktoberfest, yeah, leave that to the Bavarians, and um, if they should bring the, um, the NFL team to, to Munich, yeah, um, that might be one of the factors, yeah, just to promote then the Oktoberfest, but um, I don't care about Oktoberfest, and a lot of other Germans don't do either. <laughs> we'll await news of that announcement. I think it's going to be Tuesday. We'll hear the shortlist for the three cities who are bidding to host NFL games in Germany. Here at the Tottenham Stadium, as the crowd is dispersed, there's still a section in the corner of Falcons fans rightfully celebrating in the middle of the field the cheerleaders are posing on the NFL shield it's a spectacle for all around we got Jets fans above the Jets tunnel just to my left hand side and on Tuesday when that shortlist is announced we'll have the international player pathway combine here at the Tottenham facility so what an opportunity that is for young American football stars rising talent both here in the UK across Europe and the globe though because of the pandemic there are some players who can't travel unfortunately because of COVID restrictions but there's going to be a lot of UK and European talent on show here with the Combine on Tuesday and then next Sunday we're going to be back for more the second and final game of these London games, the NFL London games. I'm just looking up now above the halfway line, right up at the top of the stand that you see with the cameras focus on. We've got the NFL flag and then on the left-hand side, the Union Jack and the flag of the United States of America. The Atlanta Falcons branding will go down. It'll be the London team, the Jacksonville Jaguars back. After two years, the last time they were here, they lost at home at Wembley to the Houston Texans. This time it's an all AFC affair taking on the Miami Dolphins. We just hope that we've got a spectacle. We've got an exciting prospect in Trevor Lawrence. Will Tua Tungavailoa be fit and healthy to appear in that game? Let's hope so. Let's hope we get a close game similar to this one, maybe a bit more action and maybe a few more touchdowns than we had here today. But it's just great to have it back football I just can't stress that enough as you well know if you were here at the game hopefully this podcast is helping you relive that super Sunday of NFL football as I said we're going to be back for more next Sunday the Jags the Dolphins let's hear what a few of you are hoping for when those two square off on Sunday the 17th of October um, well I think Tua might need to re-establish his position as a starting quarterback. Um, Trevor Lawrence obviously looked very good. Um, I think as a Fulham fan, I want to see the Jags win, even though I'm a Ravens fan. 
I just want to see a showcase, man. Just a, a, a good competitive game. You know, I think realistically, a lot of the teams that we get over here are maybe not the teams that are going to be end up in the Super Bowl. So, you know, you just want to see a good competitive game and uh, and, uh, and a, good, a good, good fun time to be to be had by everyone. I think, you know, that, that's that's all I'm looking for out of it. You know, a bit of fun. Well, I personally like to say, hopefully, the uh, Dolphins will win. It could be a bit of stronger game because it's two good teams, but I think the Dolphins might just edge, in my opinion, anyway. I think a good, close, exciting game would be would be good, just entertaining game. Well, the, the same intensity and that it, it will be a close game. I don't, don't really care about either team, so maybe a Dolphins win would be nice. Yeah, maybe Tua to do something for a change be nice as well. More of a home team feeling with the Jags being here, because I feel like there wasn't like a real, you know, you know what I mean? Like where no one really kind of felt like, oh yeah, we want them to win because it's our team. But with the Jags, you know, being more over here than anything else now. Probably the same, more points. Uh, we need more fans in this country, so uh, more points, more plays. Uh, running backs doing what they need to do. Wide receivers getting out of there, making those big catches. Um, quarterbacks putting on the show for us all to see. We need, we need more interest over here, more, more teams coming over, more of the big teams coming over. You know, we, we don't want one in three teams. We, you know, we want the big games. We want the Patriots back over here. You know, we want the, we want the Chiefs over here. We want the Vikings. We want the big teams over here. So just a good game for the fans. Well, I, I hope that uh, some of the locals will participate and, and attend the game and em- embrace American football. We, we sure embrace soccer over in the States and love it. But uh, I hope they'll come and experience and have a good time. Yeah. All we want is good football at the end of the day. We're very fortunate to have seen Zach Wilson, a rookie. We've seen the rookie make history, the tight end who was picked so high in the draft. Number four overall, Kyle Pitts, getting his touchdown here. His first NFL career touchdown in London next weekend. Maybe we'll have Trevor Lawrence winning in London. Maybe we'll get Tua Tungabailoa winning in London. But we've got two teams packed with young, exciting rosters. And we're fortunate to see the development of these young stars here. I know there's a lot of talk about people saying, oh, well, why don't they send the good teams over to London? You can't really predict who are the good teams, who are the bad teams each season. Yeah, of course, we could look at it and say, yeah, send us the Bucks, send us Tom Brady and his farewell tour, however long that's going to be. I'm sure he will make another appearance in London or maybe bring the Chiefs. But you can't predict what's going to happen. Look at the Seahawks with their injuries and the season that they're having. You just don't know. But what we do know is that we've been treated to young, exciting, upcoming talent. And we're going to get more of that next weekend here at the Tottenham Stadium. Look, before 2007, we didn't have any of this. So just think about how lucky we are to have regular NFL games in the UK. Certainly here to stay for as long as I can think because the marketing opportunities are so strong for these NFL teams. And I've said, keep an eye on the New York Jets. They've got their verified UK Twitter page. Are they going to make a move for a market here in the UK? Could they make Tottenham their second home, especially if the Jags sort out a deal with Wembley Stadium and they keep that as their London home? That's all speculation, but you never know. 
Thank you so much for subscribing to the Transatlantic Sports Show. As I said earlier, we are at TASS underscore UK. This week, we'll have our week six fantasy preview with myself and our fantasy guru, Andrew Jordan. We'll also preview the Dolphins Jags with our sideline reporter from 1010XL in Jacksonville, our good friend, Rick Ballou. And of course, next week, you can relive it all just like this episode here with our London special from Dolphins Jags. So until next time, remember, football came home and it didn't disappoint.